Hola, soy Lola, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and we have, you know, my co-host sitting right next to me. He's been my longest friend. We're both veterans of, you know, just sister services, you know, me being Air Force, him being National Guard. You know, we've both done our tours, but more importantly, we've been friends since 1996, which, God, man, seems like it's been forever ago. But currently, he resides in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's eaten all of the, you know, cauliflower with ranch on it. so disgusting. Anyway, he's also holding his baby title of AEW's title. That's great for him. So let's give it up for the man himself, Lou the Franchise. Hi, friends. Let's get fucking crazy this one, hey? So this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, which means one thing, we have a special guest for you. You have seen these guys on AEW Dark. You have seen them in PPW. You've seen them in Horror Slam. You've seen them in Fest. And actually, they were announced to be on Voltage Wrestling as well, which, you know, soon we'll see something from those guys. But give it up for Money Vice, Jason Vice, Capital Vice. <laughs> Ah, man, man, what a fucking good. hell of an introduction. Damn it, I need to go get my teeth for this one. That was amazing. <laughs> Yo, I'm so hyped that you guys are here on the show. Doc, there's so many things in that introduction that I would like to point by point break down, but I'm an old man, so I can't remember any of it. So, my God, what a great introduction, but holy Jesus, I remember, you recognize all those. I remember that nigga Lou's in Nebraska. I know that much. <laughs> I remember that much. And then I remember him lancing off all the things we've done. It's like, oh, my God, I don't remember that. That's amazing. He really knows his stuff. He's really studying his stuff. No, you got to learn. You got to learn. I tell people, man, be prepped when you do interviews. <laughs> God, man. I guess I take too many bumps, man. My memory's the worst. Man, you know what? And I'll be honest. Like, I started training um, early January. So January of 2020. And, like, okay. I'm at the ripe age of 35, just starting my pro career. And, like, yeah. Trust me, like, I started taking some bumps. I'm like, what were we doing again? Like, I don't remember. Right, right. Well, and, and to be honest, so in all honesty, you know, not only do we wrestle as capital vices, but we also have a pro wrestling, you know, school that we teach and instruct on. So when you talk to me about joining in at the ripe age of 35, you know, I can adapt. I can, I can actually realize what that's all about because I didn't start till I was 32. And these are truths. You know, I didn't start till I was 32 and I didn't, and it took me two years of wrestling before I even <laughs> had a match because when we joined in at that age, we kind of understand a little bit more about life. So we realize, Hey, you know what? If I step into the ring, this is more of a reflection upon me and the work that I give. You know, when, when you're 18, you don't think about that stuff. You're like, man, just get me in the ring. I want to do it. I want to do it. And you go out there and you blow some spots and you're whatever, whatever. And you want to do everything. You do spot over spot over spot. But when you're older, you kind of realize, hey, man, I want to save my back just a little bit. So let's take things smooth. Let's take things nice. And let's create a story that we can do. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. The funny thing is, though, is like, like I, and I hear that all the time. Like, if you're working fast, work slower. And if you think you're working slow, work slower. And like, I, it was crazy because like, uh, the first match I had, right, was with a C3W and I was wrestling Big Trouble Ben Bishop and I just like blew into the ring and was just going like a hundred miles an hour, but it was because I was so nervous. Like I'd never been like 
Like, you know, I mean. Oh, that's, that's everybody, man. That's everybody's start. You don't get your, you know, this past weekend, somebody said something to me I've never heard before. I've been doing this 18 years, you know. I started at 22, but now I'm 40, so bump cars full, you know. But this guy came up to me this weekend, man, and he was a, you know, cool cat. You could tell by he, he knew how to use his words. And he's like, yo, man, I really like y'all's pace and case. And that made a lot of sense to me because pace is a big part of it. But, like, what's your case? What's your story? What's your cadence? What's your <clears throat> overall just pace and case? And when he said that to me, it was like, well, damn, I like my pace and case, too. Appreciate you. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start this off. I asked this question. It's like, usually, it's like the typical generic question. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But I want to know, who is Capital Vices? <laughs> Well, I'm gonna tell you who Capital hey, Vices. Hey, you know what? I'll let the man with no arms right now tell the story. Tell me about it, Capital Vices. I can't meet. I, oh wait, no, he's got arms. There they are. Hold on, that background fades away. There. You, now I want you to pose like that while you tell the story. <laughs> so here's the story. <clears throat> and it's funny because I'll call Brandon out on this situation. He asked a question before we went rolling, and he asked you, "Do you want character or do you want us?" And to me, that's a funny question to ask us because they're one and the same. Um, I kind of feel they like, are. you know, in wrestling, the greats are always close to who they are when they get to figure out who they are and you learn who you are. Um, character is so far from the point when you're learning to wrestle, but it becomes the overall objective to make it. And I think with Capital Vices, you know, you throw something against the wall long enough, see if it sticks. The Capital Vice character evolved me into who I am as a person as well. You take the things that cement you and ground you, and you make them your character. You know, you talked about the Freddy Krueger stuff. That's one set of gear. Anybody that's only seen this at AEW or here or there, they won boxes and one-dimensionalists. We started in a whole other facet. We were almost like Mad Maxes, Sanity, you know, Road Warrior shoulder pads and things like that. But as things evolved, I wanted to get a little more darker, match the tattoos, do Freddy Krueger. Now we have Hellraiser stuff. The point being is, it's who we are. You know, we're 80, you know, we're older. So, you know, we're movies from the 80s. We're throwbacks. So we're things that you can- Oh, you're right. To. We're 80. Combined, we're 80. Facts. But you see things that you recognize, the Freddy Krueger. And then you realize, you know, it's here's another fun point too. When you look at us and you think that we're hills, you're a fool. Because if you look at the Road Warriors, you thought they were hills too. We can be hill, we can be face. It's not about that. We're going to be who we are regardless. Like, either you, let me ask you a question. This is a funny, funny point. You know, we got some, we got some criticism from AEW. Some people liked our stuff, some people didn't. But here's a point I like to make. If you go to any mall in America, there's two stores you will always see in every mall. Uh, we can play the guessing game, but I'm just going to give you the spoiler alert. Spencer's and Hot Topic. They're in every mall, okay? Yep. It doesn't matter if it's Halloween or what time of the year it is. You'll always see horror stuff in the front window and always selling. It's a fan favorite. Those movies do numbers. So to box us in by saying we're Hill because we're half Freddy Krueger gear? No, not the case at all. It's about what energy we give you. So the Capital Vices are just a throwback of love, horror, but if you really think about what the term is, it's the seven deadly sins. He's money, I'm sin. You know what I'm saying? You can look at that many different ways, 
even look at the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and think about, you know, this, and how they got to that with gluttony. I be gluttony, he be greed. There's a million different ways of looking at the seven deadly sins, but it gives you other members and other chapters to add as well. But the diversity of what capital vices can mean, we kind of leave it up to interpretation as well. Yo, I can dig it. How you dig it? And, you know, it's funny because, like, you brought up the match with AEW, right? And we, we were kind of discussing it before. But, yeah, like, that was something, like, that was definitely done on, like, the commentary side was that, like, I remember, like, I, I don't – I'm not going to throw it out. I know who it was, but I'm just not going to say it. But, anyway, they were, like, they're not being very heelish. And I was, like – but the whole time I was watching, I was a fan. Like, I was, like, uh, no. Like, I hope Jungle Express loses <laughs> because I was, like, I'm very much rocking with this right now. So, I was, like, it is what it is at this point. Like, I got it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think of, like, the, the layers that you can, like, dig deep because, like you said, like, especially with the seven deadly sins, you're talking about greed and, you know, glutton or you're even, you know, just everything that comes with it, too. So I'm definitely, I can relate to, to hearing what you guys are talking about. I mean, now, like, nowadays, like, in, in all honesty, it's, it's not like 40 years ago, 50 years ago when you could turn on a TV screen and there was somebody wearing black hat and a white hat where you could honestly see who the difference was. I mean... This is a whole different era, man. It's, it's not that style right now. We are who we are, and we give what we give, and it's 100% every single time. You know what I'm saying? When we walk in the building, if there's somebody that is pissing you off that you can't stand and we're facing them, well, guess what? I guess we fall into that face category. If there's somebody that's in that building that you love and we're there to whip their asses, I guess what? I guess we fall into the heel category. We are what we are, and we produce what we produce every single time. And I'm never going to stop saying this. We are the best unsigned talent out there right now. And if you decide that you have somebody that's better than us, that wants to challenge us, tell us who they are. We're sitting here. We're waiting. With that being said, I go into the whole spill. Obviously, to be the best, and you know who's out there and who's doing it. When we started doing this tag team, you know, almost four years ago, we had a list. We've worked those guys. We've hung with them. We've done it. Most of them broke up or they've got signed. If you look at the indie circuit right now, out there, from the West Coast to Texas to the Midwest to Florida to New York, there is nobody that's not signed that's better than us and has more ring experience, has done more, or we can't hang with. You know what I'm saying? Like, just facts, man. That's not tooting your own horn. That's stupid. It's just facts. You know, the proof's in the pudding. You put the work down, you talk about it. That's it. Simply facts. And I asked you guys, I asked you guys who are professional wrestlers, you guys you love, or professional wrestler lovers, you guys, everything about wrestling. I asked you guys, and I'm not challenging you. I'm asking you, what are teams that we could face? Tell us. Let us know who's out there so we can face them. And I challenge any one of those teams. And this is not like I'm being a dick and being like, yo, motherfucker, let's do this. I'm asking y'all, put us in the ring with you. Promoters, put us in the ring with us. Let us see what's going on. I will yeah, we're not trying to you shoot on nobody. show you we are out there for you. We're not, we're not trying to find people to shoot on and beat them up. That's not what we're no. talking about. We're talking about really, really, really working, boys. Really working. That's it. Let's go to town. What do you want? You want strong style? Do you want to do a little grappling? Do you want to do some chaining? What do you want? We can deliver everything that you want. All we want right now are the opponents. That's our drive right now. That's every podcast that we're giving right now. 
We want opponents across the United States right now so we can better ourselves and be better. And don't worry. And don't worry. Don't worry. We'll come to you. Don't worry. We will. Wherever. We will. Don't if worry. If you're a promoter right this. now thinking about Jesus Christ, I can't afford the capital vices, contact us through this podcast. Contact us. You'll find us. Hey. this podcast. Contact you us. You want to talk about COVID? Fuck COVID. We'll show up for during that shit, too. You want to COVID test us? COVID test us. You want us to wear a mask? We'll wear a mask. We don't give a shit. Give me that black mask. <laughs> I got a COVID test right next door. Legit. A COVID test. Because, you know, I'm going to Hawaii. You can get those things delivered to us. I have it with me. We COVID test just about weekly. Just I'll put sure this fucking mask on. There it is. Good I job, like Aaron. It. I'm so glad you delivered that mask. <laughs> Absolutely. It was actually John Washington. Well, uh, yeah, we can definitely talk because I know, I know, I know a couple teams, and I know a couple guys, and I know a couple promoters who can definitely right. help. That's it, brother. And your word is our word. Our word is your word. So we're with you. You're with us. Let's spread the word. Let's do some hey, good. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes, sir. All right. So I like to do a little something here. Okay. I don't know how many people do this when they're on the podcast with you, but I want to do a little something different real fast. I want to switch gears. I'll let you get back to question asking in a second, but I need you and Lou to ask some different questions real quick. So <clears throat> I've been a pro wrestler for 18 years. I've been a teacher for 10. Me and him own Crab Pro Wrestling. We have two different locations. Okay. We have some really, really top talented students. Our number one guy, our heavyweight champion, is named Isaiah Frazier. You need him on the podcast. He's wrestled for the NWA title against Magnus. He's traveled everywhere. He's been there, done that. He's absolutely not because we booked it, because others booked it. He's right. That's not something we booked. We booked him. He's wrestled Fred Yeha. He's wrestled star after star. And we've booked some stars, but he's wrestled other stars. Okay. He's the up and coming kid on this coast. Now, switch gears. We have another guy named John Washington. Okay. This guy came to us a couple years ago, wrestling out of Richmond, Virginia, by way of New York, and he really honed his craft and worked hard. So what we're going to do right now on this podcast, because to show you that we're not only going to give you capital vices, but there's many layers to crab, I'm going to welcome on this podcast at this time, Isaiah Frazier and John Washington. Come in, boys. Let's get on this podcast and show some love with you guys, too. Hello there. What's That's up? What's up, gentlemen? What's going on, guys? Tony's. How you doing? So, hey, we doing good, man. This is actually like, so oddly enough, what's crazy is that this is not the first time that we've had like extra people not knowing who's going to pop on the show. So definitely, man, give us an intro. Let us know about you guys. Yeah, I thought he was really? about to say it's not the first time he had number 375 Isaiah Frazier on there. Shit, I was about to be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> well, I'm John. Been in the business for about five years, you know, still learning, owning my craft, being trained by Capital Vices. Just each time that I work a show, I'm just trying to grow, just like everybody else, right? First of all, I want to tell you right now, just because you can show how goddamn rookie he is, he's like, my name's John, and I've been in this. You're fucking John Washington, brother. All right. Speak okay. who you are. Hold You're on. fucking legit, brother. Ain't we're nobody knows more I legit. Apologize. I apologize. We I'm going to do this real quick. 
Watch this. Jason I want you to watch it. a shift. Watch this. Go. Jason tell did it. Tell him how lethal you are and tell him who you are. Right, right now. now. Right, right, right now. Listen, ignore all of that. I don't know who the hell that was. But ladies and gentlemen, eyes peeled, ears open, and whether you want to or not, listen up. If you don't know who I am, you're clearly living under a rock. My name is the lethal one, John Washington, the man that is 100% too damn legit for you. And it is an honor for you to have me on your podcast. And A little bit better. It's your boy, the crab heavyweight champion, the gifted man with the gifted hands, Isaiah Frazier. And like my trainer, Mr. Brandon Money Green said, Mr. 376 NPWI Magazine. And it is an honor for you guys to have me and my boys on your podcast here tonight. That's a little bit better, boys. And thinking. Oh, can you see? Oh, it's hiding behind the it's hiding behind the background. <laughs> Damn straight, oh, that, no, that that fake background's really hurt. Right? What what would yeah, happen if you had a real background? That wouldn't really be happening right now, would it? <laughs> you in this background? <laughs> <laughs> the background literally. As soon as you hold the title up, the background took it. I was like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> but definitely, man, I'm definitely excited to have you guys on the show with us too, because this is hey. this is awesome. Well, let's play this game right now. Let's play this game. Isaiah, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What was it like to win that title? Oh man, it was like a it was like a childhood dream because this is like this was my first ever world title. So whenever I won this belt, I was like, man, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure I do this belt proud. How about your feet, brother? And the guy that I actually wrestled for this belt was originally. Jason student, Logan Easton LaRoe, who was just on The Masked Wrestler on IWTV. He was definitely ranked two. Yeah, and he was ranked two. He was ranked very, very high. I don't know what his number was, but he was ranked two. So. Oh, bad. That's right. So then tell us, like, <laughs> obviously, because now we're, like, now we're going to go start looking for questions. So tell us, like, about, like, how you guys came up with your characters and, like, how you guys' persona, like, um, have morphed over time. <laughs> Okay, we can do that. So John Washington, Aaron, Isaiah Frazier, get the hell out of the way. Move out the fucking way. It's time for Jason and Brandon Green, Money Green, to get on this. Move out the way. It's time. He's asked us a question. You guys are sitting there. I can't believe no one's brought up baby butts right now, but don't you worry. If he's coming, I'll put him on the screen. It's all on him right now. If he fails, it's on him. Now, back to the question. He talked about how did Capital Vices, not John Washington, not Isaiah number 375, I've faced Nick Aldis and Sonjay Dutt and all these in classic matches that can't be found anywhere else but YouTube because he's so awesome. Notice how I still promote you guys. Get the hell out of the way. Here we go. We want them on the show. We will get them on the show. Well, that you know what? You got to pay the money to get them on the shows because we're acting heel right now, and it's all about us. It ain't about them, boys. You want them on there. I'm not. You pay them the money See, that you paid us, if you the high-dollar money. Stuff, listen, if you want to talk about character stuff, you're talking to the Monopoly man over there. He wears suits, and he's a podcast king. He's the Monopoly man. That's what's happening. Brandon snapped out of He's not even being money-priced anymore. He's being money-green. 
and he's being wearing suits. Look at him. He's an Indian. He's confused. Look at my background. Get out of the way, John. You know why I'm confused? You know why I'm confused? You know why I'm confused? Because there's a man with one arm telling me stuff, and then all of a sudden some blur came across the screen, and now there's a man with two arms. Listen, that's why I can't help. That doesn't happen over here. This is like one of those legit things. This is a legit background. There's no green screen happening over here. I like to apologize to Lou. At this time, I want to talk to Lou. All right. I want to apologize for my partner being on here. When you have to have a pro wrestler on your podcast, you don't want to ask for somebody that's 140 pounds, they haven't had a car in eight months, this great guy Hawaii with no damn stomach. Listen, he weighs 140 pounds soaking wet. He's 50 years old. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, not having arms. These goddamn guns, I've been in the gym every day, clanging and banging, eating steaks. I'm clanging and banging. We're going back on TV, Daddy. You hear me? You hear it? We're going to TV. I'm ripped, Daddy. Yeah, you are. You're ripped and you're getting it. I'm going out to get the sun because I'm white and I'm too pale. So I need my son to get the TV and I'm hitting UCE. Let's go, Oose. The only reason we're on this podcast because you're a white buddy do you a bone. Let's be real about it. You two, we're mainlanders, me and Lou. I ain't got time for your two Hawaii shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. When it gets down back to it, we're gonna. We're, as I told you before, before we started this, we're gonna get a little off topic from time to time. But when we get back to it, man, when it comes down to it, capital <laughs> vices were basically created out of love and desire and passion for the wrestling business, man. That's what it all came down to. Um, you know, we're, we're two guys that have been in the business for a long time. Uh, he's been in the business a little bit longer than I. Uh, yet I'm still older, but still, he's got more experience into this. Uh, you know, uh, bottom line is when you, as any person, whether it be a professional in any, in any character that you're at, whether you're a chef, whether I don't care what it is, it doesn't matter what it is. When you link up with somebody that shares that same passion. Because he's a chef for WWE, too. That's why he brought that up. I apologize. But the podcast needs to know he brought up chef because he's a WWE chef. I'm sorry. But there it is. So, actually, I never was going to bring that up because I was a chef way before I got in with WWE. And and I'll admit, I throw that around from time to time. And he loves to boast about how I do that. I was not (laughs) going that angle. However, he decided to bring that angle I'm going to step away from that angle. It's true. Only for 10 years. It's true. Booyah. Shot fired. However, (laughs) when it comes down to it, man, I mean, anything and everything that you do, you have to have a passion and a love for. And uh, that's, that's, that's something, man. I mean, Jason has loved this business a lot longer than I have. Uh, When I got into this business, I did not realize my worth. I did not realize what I could give. I only realized um, a small faction of it, even with the heritage that I have, I really only realized a small amount of it. And when I started performing, I, I mean, to this day, I'll never forget this phone call. I was sitting in Newport News in the front of a hospital and I got a phone call and somebody reached out, which was Jason. And he said, brother, I love the work that you do. I love everything that you are. I want to be a part of your team. And really, from that day forward, that was uh, where things went. Uh, years later, we vested into Capital Vices and uh, started going where we go. But the bottom line is, it's all about hard work and ethic. 
and uh, traveling every weekend to work as hard as we can for whoever we can and perform the best that we can. So since he wants to get sappy and be sentimental and talk about serious I didn't things, say sappy. I didn't mean, I was sappy no, at all. Was, no, no. But I, 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 since I'm a teacher, I like to give a teachable moment. Since you've been in the business since January, this isn't something that I'm saying about you specifically. I'm saying this to all people listening, so hopefully it helps people. Sometimes in wrestling, when you get trained by the wrong person or you're in the wrong school, you never know your worth. And uh, certain people will hold you down to only better their self because they might see the potential in you and that might be what they possess. But sometimes not even so much that. You can be put in positions where you never get to see your true worth either. And uh, I saw Brandon, they were using him as a manager. And now I'm not trying to shoot. But at the same time, motherfucker, come and get me. I'll shoot this motherfucking gun. There's a bunch of people there that had no skill, that had nothing, while he's sitting there being a manager. And it's like, you got guys in the ring that's been wrestling forever that have no goddamn skill, yet, however, he's not. And that's when I made that phone call, and I had companies, and I brought him down. So the place where he was giving all of his time and effort to, they didn't want to give him an opportunity. All he needed was an opportunity. I tell people all the time, you give me an opportunity, and you'll see what I do with it. And a lot of times, that's what a lot of people get. You don't know how good you are until you get them lights shining on you real bright. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at it from the football analogy, just because you can play on Saturday don't mean you can play on Sunday when the lights are brighter. You know what I'm saying? So people need the opportunity. And it's a lot of the times the way people can make you feel in any relationship, whether it be love or business, wrestling's a lot of the same way. If they don't give you the appreciation or love that you need, then you can't feed and you can't thrive. And when you get that, you can see what you're about. So I, I, I just indulge me, hit the road, meet different people, go out, go to different camps, go to different dojos, find that passion, find your stride. Because just when you think you're hitting that second or third gear, brother, there's a fourth and fifth and hang on. You just got to go find it. But you know what I'm saying? A lot of times in wrestling, man, I meet up a lot of people that are spinning tires, man. And I, I like putting that traction underneath them so they can catch it and go. And when you get going, man, look back, your boys right here. I'll never forget. Don't forget about me. I just want to make sure that I make sure that you are getting the best out of you. So I think that's very important. He brought up a very important point. So always feel appreciated and always get the most out of yourself while you got it, especially if you're starting at an older age. Even if you're starting at a younger age, don't waste your fucking time, man, you know? No, I definitely appreciate that. That's great advice, too. Like, that really kind of kills, like, one of the other questions I was going to ask is, like, what advice would you have for upcoming wrestlers? And obviously it's, you know, know your worth. And that's something that like, um, I'm starting to like, even just like me, like I've been in, so I'll just, I'll be, I'll say it right here. Right. This is uh, I think this episode like 86 that we've done. So we brought on like a ton of people and just ask advice and ask questions all the time about the wrestling business. And like, I've applied like so much of what I've learned like to it. So I feel like I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like a, it's like when you're in college, right. And it's finals week and you're that one, you're that one dude that knew that you had finals coming up, but you spent all week cramming. That's me for a year. I'm going to tell you what, (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what Samoa Joe taught me. It's not because I'm name dropping just so you'll remember this and you can take it with you. You ain't got to bring my name up. You can say Joe taught it to you. Look, bro. Every time you try giving an indie wrestler advice, they always make excuses, rhyme, reason, or logic, right? It comes down to this. In life, wrestling is like gold mining. You go out, you go to these dojos, you go to these schools, you go to these shows, you go to these seminars. You go, when somebody gives you advice, 
take it all from them. Don't, don't, don't rebuttal. Don't argue. Don't question. Take all the information, right? Go home. Take that lump of shit they gave you. Put it on your sifter. Sift through all the bullshit and keep the gold on top, right? Take whatever couple grams you get of that gold and put it in your jar. Don't cash that son of a bitch in until it runneth over. Until your cup runneth over of knowledge and information and gold, don't cash it in. But everybody can give you some, even if it's the littlest trinket, man. Even if it's not what to do, it's something you can learn. From the smallest show, the biggest show, the smallest trainer, the biggest trainer. Watching Raw, watching AEW, watching SmackDown, watching old videos, watching Japan, watching Mexico, watching podcasts, listening. Everything is something in it. Take it, sift it, find what sticks for you, and save that shit. And like you said, when that exam comes, brother, you packed with knowledge. Oh, I appreciate. I, I love it, man. I like. I go back and listen to all. I re-listen to all these interviews, and I just write. I have a journal just sitting in my. It's actually sitting in the next room, and I just write down everything that I, I listen to. And like I got, and it's weird, man. I got like two pieces of advice that really stuck with me. So like in my gear bag. which is right here, <laughs> there's actually like, obviously like all the stuff that you need, right? Like obviously you have your attire, you have your, you know, I have a referee shirt in here and I have a second care pack of gear just in case. But the very first thing that always pops out is a sponge. Because you know, That's you're it. there to learn. You're there to soak up knowledge. That's it, man. That's <laughs> just a reminder to me. That's it, man. I like, I like that. I like that little additive right there, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's all it is, brother. It's 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 all about being there and learning and sponging everything in that you that you can, brother. I mean, it's 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 a whole new world out here, man. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing, amazing. Everything that we do is just simply amazing. It is. And on a side note, while we talk about the love for wrestling, I, I came to realization this weekend. Um, and it's not just about wrestling; it's about the whole world. Uh, people ask me, you know, when do you think we'll go back to normal during this COVID thing? I don't, I don't think there'll ever be uh, the old normal. There'll be the new norm. You know what I'm saying? And I think pro wrestling is going to be that and the same. I'm not sure Vince will ever go back to every show being on the road. I'm not sure he'll go back to every pay-per-view being on the road because he's learned a lot of production quality. Like, like just for example, look at the Roman and Uso matches, how there's no crowd so they can mic the ring and they can really tell a story verbally in the ring. That's production you can never get on a show. We're seeing these – matches and these things that are changing and evolving the business. Some people think it's temporarily uh, a setback, but it might be moving in a better and different direction. I mean, there's a lot of different facets to how things want to work with being safer, you know, different states, different jurisdictions. But at the end of the day, I think the wrestling business is going to have to change, evolve, adapt, and overcome. And I think where people like me and money are really going to be eaten because we've never stopped. Like, sure, he goes to Hawaii every couple months, but that's because he's 50. People do that when they're 50. Other than that, when we're working and we're grinding, we don't stop. We took three weeks off while he was in Hawaii in April, okay? He's going to Hawaii for a month. I'm booked every weekend. There is no off time. I tell you, I, my girl don't like the shit. It is what it is. Where I'm off for fucking Thanksgiving to be around her, Christmas and New Year's. The rest of the time, I'm getting it because it's not a fucking off time. It's not an off year. I'm off during the week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have other jobs, other businesses. But what I'm saying is on the weekends and when there's shows, it's still happening. If it's not happening where I live, because it's definitely not, this is a fuckboy state, 
We ain't popping in Maryland either. We'll go to where it's at. That's what I'm saying, man. It doesn't matter. People want to take this time to let their self heal. Good. They want to take the time to stop reevaluating their life. Good. Get the fuck out my way. I'm wrestling. I'm not going to stop. If this shit's evolving, I'm going to keep evolving with it. So when it's ready to kick off, you don't know how to wrestle in front of no crowd. Guess what? I fucking do. Whatever is going on, what the next step is, I know how to do that too. Whatever it is, I'm evolving with it, daddy. Yo, I dig it. I dig it. And that's the one thing I think people have to like realize. Because like, even this show, like we'll keep it 100. Uh, this show started by accident, just to be 100. So you know, back in December, we started this show as kind of like, we, we want to do a weekly debate show, which we do, and we have it, and it's fun. We've done 40 episodes of it, right? And you can go back to all of our YouTube channel and you can check it out. Um, Recount podcast. Um, so anyway, you can do the weekly show with us, or you can see that one time we added um, our friend, Big Trouble Ben Bishop. He came on the show. He was our very first guest. And we just talked for like an hour. But we just asked wrestling questions and we were just kicking around. And then it just evolved. And then, like, pretty soon, here we are. <laughs> like, because people so. need it. It's the next yeah. thing. People need content. Mm-hmm. People need. If people are taking the time off, they're sitting at home, ask them questions. If people are at home with downtime, give them content. Right now, that's why half the things we do. Like, for example, here's something fun for you. We wrestle for a company called OTW. Uh, it's in New Jersey. We've been the tag champs every two years. They're starting this new show. I'm digging it the most. It's called The Canvas. Right now, they're on season Love it. two. Episode two, the shows are 20 minutes long. It's the most innovative way to give content I've seen in a long time. It's character driven. It's fun. It's that one eight minute match episode or 10 minute match, 12 minute, however long the matches. It's one. It's not oversaturated. You wait till Friday to see it. They had to fix the little courts. You know, there's a couple of little things they need to fix. You know, some camera shots, but we're helping them with that production. But what I'm saying is check that out. But what I'm saying is there's got to be ways to make content. When we go to these places, I don't mind if there's no crowd. We'll make content. I have to wrestle. I have to evolve. So when the next part of the evolution is only that kind of stuff, I know how to work that. I know how to do that. So, you know, I get it, bro. You know, that I'm glad that you did this. The people need it. People need content. That's why we're taking the extra mile and we're making these drives, doing the flies, doing all these things because people need it. They need the content. Oh, yeah, definitely. They need it. So – Really quick, I'm going to hand this over to Lou. I'm going to let him ask you guys a bunch of questions. So give him the man a myth himself. Lou the franchise. Bring it, Lou. Bring it, Lou. All right. He's all full of cauliflower. <laughs> Broccoli, get it right. I knew it, Lou. I got my, now I got my beer. <laughs> Pumpkin pie on the way, daddy-o. No, my, my wife. That's right. That's a good. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna announce this here in about a month. So, uh, my wife she's pregnant and she ate both pieces. Hey, brother, that's what happens. That's what's gonna happen. Trust me, I know, man. That's a, no, that's what's bless, gonna happen, brother. Bless her heart. She gave me some. Uh, she, she gave me the beer. That's fine. That's good, brother. So, love her, love her. But my question for you guys: after you guys do an event. What's the one food that you guys want to eat that night? Oh, shit. God damn it. What a great question. Oh, man. He's about to go into a rabbit hole. Here we go. So, Look at him caressing that beard. He's got some thoughts. Here we go. So two facts that you need to know first and foremost. One, he is legitimately a chef. Two, 
I am legitimately fat. All right. With those two things being said, with those two things being said, I mean, that's our new podcast. The one common thing that we do have is we're older. I'm not old, but I'm older. He's old. Okay. So we know how to eat and what to do. So we really like to molest the city. So it based off where we go to the city. For example, for example, if we go to Philadelphia, we're going to Pax and Geno's or Max's or whatever, but we're going to eat a cheesesteak. It's knowing your town, knowing your people, knowing the surroundings, number one. Number two, I'm big on brethren. That's my number one thing is brethren. So I want everybody to go as a family. We're going to go. So it might be a place that they have in cahoots with the building. Might be a place the boys know. I don't know. But I'll tell you what I do know. Wherever I go, I get on Google. I get on every search engine you can find. I find the local taste. I find the sweets. I find the taste. And if I can't eat that night, we'll pick it up and take it home. We'll ride with coolers, take the shit back, get desserts. I don't give a shit. But if whatever place we go to, we get what's good there. And then, obviously, we go back to multiple cities multiple times. So we'll have places that we remember us. Or we can't wait to taste again. Like, literally, I'll take a book and just to get that damn wing again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's crazy sounding, but it's so situational. But that is very much a big part of the vices. So we're 420 friendly, and we eat. So if I look at a state that's 420 friendly, and they got amazing food, count me in. You know what I'm saying? But we are definitely sticklers on food. So you couldn't ask a better question, honestly. Awesome. In all honesty, because I mean, I mean, there's no aspect of food that we don't hit. I mean, there's everything and everything. And sometimes what we really love, in all honesty, what we really love is if we can go to a town and get something that we have not tried. That's That's what we want. We want something of that local flavor that we haven't. Give me something in your hood that I can't get in Maryland or I can't get in Richmond, Virginia. Because sometimes that's a lot harder than it seems. But that's really what we seek. And give me that local flavor, and we'll be there all day. Look, if you jump in the car with us, we're judging. I'll throw it out there. I'm judging the fuck out what you do. If you get in the car with us, you order chicken tenders and honey mustard, I can't really fuck with you in the car that much longer. Because we're going to have a good time. So if you want chicken tenders and honey mustard, you better take your ass back to fucking being 15 years old in high school, you loser. I'm sorry if I... That offends me. Get out of here, John Washington. Oh, wait, I said his name. I'm sorry. Oh, no, don't say his name. I, if it offends anybody, then I'm talking about you. I love, <laughs> I love it. All right, my next question for you, gentlemen. Uh, what motivates you to do what you do, to continuously get better? For me, to get better. To me, to be an ambassador, to me, to have those feelings where those moments in the matches and you can't get, you can't replace it. It's also to be with my boys, you know, escape reality of the real world, to taste the taste of the town, to take the picture. You know, there'll be a point in time where I'll be retired, setting somewhere, not, not necessarily on a beach on lava per se, but I'll be setting somewhere old and missing the road. So I soak up as much as life as I can enjoy now, and it motivates me to be the best me and to make every person that invests in me, whether it be the time to watch my match, the money to invest in me, or whatever you want to invest in me. If you want to invest in me, I want to give you all of me. You know, God rest my mother, you know what I'm saying? That's my love, you know what I'm saying? She took me to my show when I was, you know, my first first show ever. She did everything for me. But now, for me, I got to be the best I can for her. 
So for me, wrestling is everything for me. I leave my legacy based off this. I don't want to work at fucking Lowe's. I don't want to fucking work as a valet. That's not what I want to do. I'm not leaving a legacy of being the best fucking cashier of all time. I'm leaving a legacy of being the best ambassador for this business. Anything else is just making fucking money. This is my life. This is what I do, and I want to be the best at what I do, period. Not, not the best at AEW, not the best in WWE, not six stars by Dave Meltzer. Every time I get in that ring, I want to have the best match I can possibly have, period. You can't say it any better than that. I can't even top it. I can't even go any better than that. All I can ask is that Dave Meltzer, anybody that's anybody in this wrestling world, hears what we're saying. That's all we ask. That's why we do these podcasts. We are reaching out. Please, everybody, everybody, listen to what we say. We're ready to work, and we're ready to give you a 1,000% on what we can do, and we can do everything that you need us to do. Because we're I, – I, man – it's it's hard to be like this guy, and I hate to be like this guy, but we're one of the best. Plain and simple. We are one of the best. When it comes down to it, we've been driving these roads. We know these roads. We've been hitting the highways. When it comes to talking with us in the back, when it comes to working with us to quality, to bring out the best quality product, I <clears throat> I don't think there's anybody better. I really don't. You go – we, we go to AEW. If you go look at our new gear, you go look at our old gear. We Everywhere we go, they say we have the best gear. Every set of gear we have, I have custom boots for. Every set of gear I have, I have $500 custom boots for. I don't have boot covers. I don't have play boots. I have pro boots. I go to WWE. These guys wear the same boots every week. I'm telling you, man, our music's copyrighted, made by the lead singer of Guar. Our music's ready. We own that. We own everything about ourselves. Our gear, everything about what we do, is we, we try being the best. We take no shortcuts in what we do. We want to give our match the most every time. We do the history of the company. We do the history of who we're working. It's just, there's a lot that goes into what we're trying to do. It's not just taking a, a guess, taking a shot at it. It's not just showing up and trying. It's not just, it's not, man. It's every day. Every day I work four hours a day. I'm figuring out where to go next. I'm figuring out who's doing what. I couldn't do nothing but this because every day I'm working at this. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go to the gym every day. I don't have to go to the wrestling ring every day. Every day I work to get better at this. Networking, talking, helping, tutelaging, learning, asking questions, somebody talking to me, somebody teaching me, watching something every day. It's not a day off, brother. I don't, I don't have time for it. Don't have time for it. And if you really want to see the difference, here's what I challenge you to do. If you really want to see the difference, I challenge you, when you talk about our AEW appearance, I challenge you to find anyone else on that show that had their own music. Challenge you. Watch it. Find out. We're different. We're but just a little bit different. Shout out. Shout out to my homeboy, Mikey Ruckus. He makes the best music at AEW. I'm not knocking him. Without he, had him. A banger he had banger music for us. He does great production. We just value our worth to know what we are and who we are. We can't have somebody choose that for us. I'm better than that and bigger than that. No shot or knocking anybody. I just didn't, I, Not at all. Mikey Ruckus, awesome job. Love the guy I'm to death. Saying, no doubt about it. Do any better. I've learned. I've learned from the best. For people that don't know, I was so blessed because I was an Adam Pierce guy. And when I worked for Ring of Honor for those three years, he allowed me to step aside him and watch him produce. 
You know, being Chris Hero's friend, he allowed me to go in the truck, and I would always absorb. If I couldn't sit at the table, I'd be over Pierce's shoulder watching. Like, I wasn't just there hanging out. I mean, trust me, I did plenty of that, too. But when I was there, I was absorbing. I was learning. I was seeing time, editing, cutting. You know, I don't even – you know, I'm – when I was an ROH man, the guy that I wrestled is Adam Cole, John Moxley, the Briscoes, uh, El Generico, Kevin Steen, Hero, Claudio, Adam Pierce. Colt Cabana, Seth Rollins, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Necro Butcher. I mean, I just, that's who I wrestled for three years. Those are my guys. Those are my brothers. That's who I wrestled. That's who I watched produce. That's who I did it. If you look at those names, I'm the least successful out of all of them. But you know that I absorbed that information and learned? Everybody's got – there's levels to this shit. There's got to be people at every level to teach and learn. This is my level. This is what I do. I dig it. All right. Um, my last question for you guys. Uh, we watched you on on uh, on dark with John Cruz, and I loved you guys' match. I loved slapping you, slapping Brandon, getting them ready for that to go fight. I loved it. We want to jump in that time machine. We want to speed this up five years from now. Where do you two want to be? Well, I mean, uh, if I'm going to jump in real quick. <clears throat> obviously I wait for Jason to jump in, but if he doesn't jump in within that first 10 seconds, I realize there's a spot for me to open my mouth. So I would say that if we are looking at that time frame, I mean, I'm going to be honest, man, when it comes to the wrestling business, we want to be where we can best be served. And I don't know what that means to be honest. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that we need to be the best guys on top and going after? Does that mean that we need to be the guys on bottom that's helping people to grow? I don't know what that means. I mean, we're five years from now. I mean, we got to be real. We're not 20 years old. We are not 20 years old. So right now, every day that we live, we live to the fullest. We go out there and challenge the best that we can right now. Right now. Because I ain't got five years to wait for the best to come face us. We're ready for the best, and we're ready for the best absolutely at this point right now in our career. I don't know what to give you from five years from now because my life changes on a daily basis. I have friends that literally, literally, and I'm not trying to get crazy about all this, but I definitely want to give my love right now. Bruiser Strong. We want to give our love right now to MCW and Bruiser Strong. Bruiser was an amazing man that gave yep. his life for 20 years to yep. this love of passion of wrestling. And he was with MCW and this guy has faced everyone. It's not enough. I can't even go on enough. Who's as strong as I want to go on with that. I tell you, there's not many people that I will attest this to that's made the sacrifices he had. Like I have for so many years with your children, with your girl, with your house, with your home, with your work, with your career. People don't understand the sacrifices it cost to be there. And not many people did it as long as Bruiser did. So, yes, I concur and attest with Brandon, and that's right. And Brandon's saying that there's a timeline on everything. And I agree with what he's saying. And five years from now, I, I think is a hypothetical question that I don't want to answer. But I'll tell you what I do want to answer. If you want to talk about the next step in chapter, per se, maybe even after the Capital Vices, but for the vices, I have to, have to 
be a producer. I absolutely have to be a producer. I absolutely have to be a writer or a producer in some shape, form, or fashion. When they're hung up 10 years from now, eight years from now, seven years from now, 50 years from now, I have to do that. I have to be in this business. We're not getting out of this business. We will own wrestling companies together. We will own schools together. We will continue to provide pro wrestling after we hang them up. We will chase this dragon until we can't, which is probably seven, eight to 10 years, five if the lava burns his asshole. Who knows? But I will tell you this. The next chapter isn't me walking off into the sunset. I'm not going to be somewhere where people can't see me. I will be a tool and a device for this business. I will be in this business until the day I die. I will be a promoter. I will be a producer. I will help be a teacher. I will be a home. I will always have a home for the boys to come stay in. That's a life I will always have. This is what I am. This is what I will always do. It's not something I'm going to outgrow. It's not something I'm going to change. The next step is the same step I am now. It'll be just with a different hat on. It'll be with a different mask. But it will always be me being me, just like I am right now. Love it. All right. So I got gentlemen. Well, with that being said, We've answered a lot of questions. We've had a lot of great discussions. Lou's asked a lot of good questions. We've had a lot of great discussions. But we got to get to the best part of this whole program. Let's be real. This is time for the three-count podcast, ten-count questions. Here's how it works. We're going to fire off ten questions to you guys. All right, each one of you could answer, right? Can't fail this test, but you can fail this test. Ten, 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 ten. 10, 10, 10. Oh, wait. All right. So we're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. Bing. And here we go. Jason or Freddie? Freddie. Freddie. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Smackdown. Favorite movie? The first Natural Born Killers. The first Friday. Okay. <laughs> I like Natural Born Killers, too. That's a good one, too. Um, it's a Friday night. What are you doing? Uh, driving to a show of wrestling. I would concur with that. If not, back in the day, it would have been live PD, but those days are done. <laughs> Favorite TV show? Of all, God, do you hear that silence? Like we're all no, like, like all of our eyes are rolled back so right look, now. Because you've really hit a spot. You've really I mean, hit a look, spot right I mean, there, brother. Like Breaking Bad, um, you know, Sons of Anarchy. But I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. rest of you's been running for twenty-two years, and who don't love a good story about rape? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I don't all know. there. It's all there. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I guess really I, mean, I don't me. know how you answer that one. I would say like if there's one show that I would watch the most right now, like if I had to DVR or go to Hulu or Netflix or anything right now, I, I'm gonna go between Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Modern Family. Okay, I'll go Law and Order SVU, and I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. 
Oh man, I can't wait to see this question. Unsolved mysteries. Hey, not a bad choice. Hey, you know what though? To be real, like to be real, the first series of Unsolved Mysteries back in like the nineties, like I was. Well, no, I still watch it. He said that for me because I watch it like twenty four hours a day, every day. I I can date my yeah, he does. But that was the nineteen hundreds. The new stuff nowadays is horrible. Like in the nineteen hundreds, we had all the good stuff. Yeah. But now, I mean, like this new stuff they got going on is like 45 minutes of just drag on. All right. I know what happened. Please tell me more. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for this question. This is going to be best. Favorite food. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I mean, this now, question. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. So let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit further. Because we have said that I am a trained chef with a four-year degree from Johnson & Wales. I have a bachelor's degree in culinary arts. I did two years in the Pentagon. I have flavor in my mouth. Just last week, Anthony Hoff. Shout out to him. Dinners, diners, drive-ins, whatever. Guy Fieri just re- hit his restaurant last week. So when we hit all these flavors. Listen, fuck it. I'm black. Buffalo wings. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes. There it comes. Here it comes. I know because I don't know where to go, but he's going to tell you where to go. Buffalo wings. I love seafood, but damn it, buffalo wings. That's it. Is it it really buffalo wings? Bone in. I don't know damn nuggets. I'm not 15 years old. (laughs) I don't look. Didn't I tell you I kick your ass out the car for chicken tenders and honey mustard? You better get your ranch and buffalo. Don't even talk about bone in. Chicken nuggets the hell out of my damn car. You know, piss me off now. I love it. All right. So I guess my next question is going to come out. It's going to be awesome. Favorite podcast? Obviously, three count podcast now. How? However, three um, count. I know that Brandon's super, super addicted to Joe Rogan's podcast. That's what he does, like, religiously. Um, uh, oh, man. I'll be honest with you, you're not going to like this. I've never listened to a podcast I haven't been on. That's fine with me. I totally understand it. Three-count podcast, though, is your favorite podcast. That's all That's that matters. To, to be honest, myself. I listen to Joe Rogan podcast and wrongful convictions as well as the recount podcast. So I listen to all of this. Um, all right, here we go. Next question. Favorite adult beverage. Uh, I drink fireball. Wow. Shots. That's an easy one for Jay. I drink fireball shots and I love craft beers. So just give me a good beer, local beer for wherever I'm at. And I'm going to try to fireball and I'm easy peasy. Yeah, and for me, like, uh, unfortunately, when I hit about 30, my body was like, no more after three. So I only uh, get to indulge in one or two drinks. But I would say, because of that, Fireball, obviously, is, is the one. And I don't know if I really have a beer. I'm just, I'm just not a beer, strong beer, real big beer. You're more of a mixed drink. I always attest yeah, to having I a yeah, I would I would say that. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, maybe or a light beer of some sort. I guess it really depends on the situation or surrounding for that one. I'm kind of like a wherever I'm at, I feel in the, the situation. Bet. All right, this next question for you guys. Nominate one person that you would have on this podcast. Well, 
I got to be biased and I got to put Isaiah Frazier on here. That'll be my next guy. If not him, Chris Hero. Yes, <laughs> as well. <laughs> or All right. So, yeah, you know what? I'll go with – I'll go on the same route, and because uh, you know he's got his guy there, and I got my guy here, I, I would go with. Uh, I, I would definitely say with the. I, I think Hero. I think Hero's the guy you need, man. I mean, that's the guy right now. And then, and, and at the age of the business that we're at right now, you don't have a lot of guys that are kind of uh, unsigned that have a strong, strong talent. I mean, that's. Man, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, and and I'm not again not trying to chew our horn, but I want everyone to sit back and really soak this in and, and truly think about this thought who is unsigned that is really talented and somebody that could really make you want to watch things, you know, and really make you be like, you know what? I'll watch next week just to see what they gave us this week. There's not a lot of names out there and I'm not even talking about us at all whatsoever. I, I strictly want to talk about hero in this fact and the fact that this is a man that has, Nobody really knows what he's doing right now, but this is a guy that can do whatever the hell he wants to do in this business because he has every aspect of the business down from psychology to size, to momentum, to move set, to everything. There's nothing you can't talk about Chris Hero. That's not the man. So, I mean, in all honesty, I think he has something to do with it. And, spoiler alert, one of the four of us, I'm not sure who, but one of the four of us are going to be at his house on Sunday night in Florida and could easily ask him to do this podcast. However, I'm not sure which one of the four it is, but I think it's Lou. <laughs> my money's on Lou. I think it's Lou. I think it's Lou. <laughs> my money's on Lou because I'm in Hawaii, so it can't be Set me. Set that shit up, Lou. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right. And then my last but my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on here, favorite curse word. Fuck, nigga, I don't know. (laughs) Both those. (laughs) I've already told you, man. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much it right there. I mean, I I like to be the professional of the two, so I can't say I can name one. Real quick, things flow out. Well, I, you know what? I'll leave it to Jason because he knows me better than anyone else. What would be that flow? What would it be? I don't even know. When Brandon gets real worked up, his favorite curse word is "shut the fudge." <laughs> all right, all right. A little James Butler shout out. Listen, I get it, Mikey Banger. Listen, James Butler. I want to tell you a story real quick. So what I do is I tell stories. You want to ask what my favorite curse word is, or what I do? I'm going to tell you something that happened to Brandon can tell you the God's honest truth. As soon as we got to AEW, three of the boys that's on the name, I'm not going to tell you, I can't drop names, but three of the boys on the main roster ran up to me like, yo, dog, I'm so glad you're here, yo. I got to talk to you. Come over here. I was like, what, man? He's like, yo, we just had a meeting. You can't be saying the N-word back here. And as soon as they had the meeting about people saying the N-word, and then we knew you were coming, we were like, oh, no. Why did they have this meeting the week he's coming? And then I was like, all right. I think it's cool. I was like, I got you. First day, didn't have a problem. Second day, I was like, yo, what's up, niggas? What y'all doing? And I was like, damn it. 
Y'all can't take me nowhere. I tried. I had I gave him 24 hours. After that, shit was over. Nobody ever said nothing to me, but fuck it. I can't help it. Yeah, I can dig it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So now let me ask y'all a question. All right. Three-part question. Are you excited? Are you tuning? And the outcome. We're talking about Iron Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., motherfuckers. Let's talk about it. Oh, shit. So we – all right. So fun fact is, Anthony and I, not only are we, like, huge, avid pro wrestling fans, but we're also huge, avid combat sport fans. So <clears throat> we're going to do this before we – we're going to end this podcast, and we're going to leave everybody on the cliffhanger, but we can talk about this after this podcast. We're going to keep this shit, like, on litness. So honestly – Unreal, it's been awesome having you guys on the show, but I want you guys to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you guys first. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, shit, man. I don't really know, man. I mean, I'm still right, I'm so the look. old guy. I can't believe he said go ahead. When it comes to, like, all that stuff, it goes. I mean, when it comes to the old man, it's Brandon Green. Listen. There's an E at the end yeah. because it's all fake. And then I think it's Money Vices 2000 when it comes to Instagram. So that's our weakest thing. We don't do Instagram. We don't do tweeting. We don't do twiddling. We don't do summon. We don't do snappy poos. We don't do none of that shit. We have (laughs) Facebook. I'm Jason Ferry. He's Brandon Green. But if you got to know his contact, our shit's everywhere. We're somewhere. We're in a different state every weekend, bro. We're somewhere wrestling close to you. Google us. Look us up. Find us. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Literally, there's really no way to tell your our schedule. I mean, all right. So, for example, this past weekend we did uh, uh, a Delta. You know, double uh, internet taping somewhere in the Maryland, PA. I don't know why. I don't even know where it was. All right. This weekend we're in Florida. He's in Hawaii. The next weekend we're doing Flop House in Indianapolis. The next weekend we're at a company in PA for John Washington. The twelfth we're in North Carolina for Zach Zulo. The 19th, we're at Flophouse. And then we're doing Detroit, Indianapolis, Florida. I mean, we're everywhere, man. You've got to look for us. I mean, if pro wrestlers in your town, get us. If you need us, Jason Ferry, Brandon Green. I mean, it's just the way it is, man. We just move, bro. We're everywhere. Bad. Well, with that being said, this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into the Ring. I am your horse, your host, once again, Clifford Red Dog Miller here. Ah, yeah, got Anyway, here with Luda Franchise. Of course, this is now entering the ring. And we have Capital Vices, J Vices, Money Vices. It is what it is. You guys heard this episode. So you guys tune into the next episode and be there or be somewhere else. Be square. Be square. Be square. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love 
listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.